Gear up as Cash Miller and the team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. This is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters. I'm the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, we're going to be talking AI, and which is a, a huge topic. People are like, you know, it's in the news constantly. We've had, you know, we've talked about it from different points of view on this podcast multiple times, but this time we're going to be talking about it as it relates to content and how you can actually be using it to your advantage. You know, if you have to put out a lot of con you know, content for whether it's your website, social media and such. I've got with me Luke Hickson. He's with Arbor Digital. He's a content specialist you know, and he writes content for his clients and whatnot, copyright. You know, um, and Luke, it's great to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, like I said, I'm Luke. I'm the founder of Arbor Digital. It's more of a startup marketing agency, except I don't really like to call it a marketing agency. I more call it a consulting and executing agency, just because clients come to us with any range of problems. We sort of consult with them, get to know their problems in a more in-depth sort of thing, see what they've tried, see what's worked, see what hasn't. From there, we make sort of consulting recommendations, say, I think you should use paid ads, or I think you should do this marketing campaign, you should do this, you should do that. If they accept the recommendation, then we say, all right, we'll be your strategic partners, and we're in it from the long run, and we see it all the way through and keep going from there. Hmm. Okay, so it's great having you. I want to dive right into this, you know, because... I say ChatGPT and of course other AIs that have been coming out, you know, they are, you know, people have been kind of worried, are they replacing or is it better than, you know, and really, you know, my point of view is that it, it is a great assistant and such, you know, there's so many things that it can do, but it's not great at replacing things entirely. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to ask you is, you know, cause you're a copywriter. Okay. Does ChatGPT, does it have the ability to replace copywriters? You're going to be hearing this a lot and a lot of my answers probably, but I'm going to preface everything by saying in its current state, no. Hmm. Obviously, I cannot speak for the future. It is, a, it is a language model. It is an AI. It's machine learning. It's literally designed to become exponentially better over time. But in its current state, I would say no. It is a tool in the tool belt. Um, I've talked to a lot of copywriters in this space and they've all been sort of worried that, oh, I'm going to get replaced. I'm in a dying profession, but I always respond with, all right, you're worried. I understand. Go ask ChatTBT to write an outreach email or sort of anything having to do with copy and read it out loud. And that usually makes all the worries go away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, looking back to the question, th there's absolutely a worry that it can replace copywriters. Um, but again, in its current state, it's not quite there. It's, it's designed to get better over time, but I can't really imagine there wouldn't be a point where it doesn't replace at least at the very least the low level copywriters as it keeps getting better and better and better. It's going to start chopping off those lower people. There's always going to be, at least in my opinion, there's going to be certain human touches and nuances to selling and copy that 
who knows if a computer will be able to emulate or at least pretend to emulate. But I think that any copywriter or agency that's smart enough to see AI as a tool, to see chat as a tool and start learning the ropes now will be more than okay. So, okay, so let's talk about, you know, since you're saying it's not totally ready to do that now. And yeah, maybe one day it will be. There's a likelihood, you know, I think that it could be, you know, but that's not today. So why though? What what are its shortcomings essentially? And why so why can't it replace copywriters today? Yeah, you know, because it can't do it. You know, you mentioned a couple of points already. Yeah, I think I think the biggest reason is because if you tell it to write anything having to do with sales or copy, if you say, write me an outreach message, no matter how specific your prompt is, no matter how many details you give it, no matter how much you prod it to say, okay, this is what I want you to say, this is the structure I want, no matter what you do, it's going to say, hello, prospect name. Yeah. I hope this email finds you well. Like it's some <laughs> yeah. 17th century woman writing a love letter. Who knows? <laughs> so again, I think it's, it's too early to say, but in its current form, it doesn't have the capabilities of adding in those sort of human nuances, mm -hmm. that emotion, the psychological aspects. Okay. I'll, I'll weave some curiosity in here. I'll do this. I'll grab attention here. I'll lead it to here. There's, there's too many small details and human touches that it's just not able to fully communicate quite yet. Again, I can't speak for the future. Who knows after two years of reading and analyzing all of these professional copywriters and all their stuff, who knows what it'll be able to do. But right now, not quite there, but I'm confident. Yeah. Eventually it can get there as it basically ingests more data and sees how we want it to be used and such. Yeah, exactly. And so, okay. So it, it has a problem with like human inflection. It has a problem with, um, I think variance, you know, in the way it says, you know, says things because, you know, you could ask it to spit out three different things for the same, you know, basically prompt. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and it'll give you something similar each time. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, so and one of the things that I found is you can get it to vary, you know, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. But the issue is you pretty much have to write it. You know, you have to be so specific, you know, and give it so much of an instruction that you almost could have just wrote what you're asking it to because of how exactly. much time you spent <laughs> trying to give it the instruction. Because you also have, yeah. to, you have to put in that extra thought of how do I explain to it what I want? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, that's one of the issues, you know, uh, is how much instruction at the moment it takes, you know, to be able to do something with it, you know, so let's talk about though, if you, okay, if you're going to use it as an assistant, because you're an advocate though, that this can be a really good tool to help you. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about how you should be using it. How is it that tool? What is the way that people should approach it, you know, so that they can maximize its value in the, when they're writing stuff? I think the biggest misconception, well, misconception, yikes, that people have surrounding ChatGPT, especially when it comes to copywriting, is they think it's some magical miracle thing that lets them turn off their brains and, oh, I just tell this robot to write this million dollar sales low and then 
voila, I'm rich. That's, that's not how it works. It's, it's unfortunately not there yet. I think people need to approach it with a mindset of it's a tool in the two belt and not a master solution. The way I've personally been using it is to enhance the speed side of things and the quality of content sort of things turning to the speed side. It is an AI and AI is designed to take the slow human side of things out of the equation. You tell chat GPT to say, okay, write me an ebook, a 500 word ebook or a thousand word ebook on who knows a workout program, something like that. And the span of 30 to 60 seconds, boom, you have an ebook about a workout program. Lord knows what the quality is like. I would yeah. bet that it's definitely not the best in the world. Depends on what your prompt is and what you're looking for. But in 30 to 60 seconds, you have a fantastic foundation that you can start using. Yeah. And you can take your own sort of background in copywriting and sales, go in, revise it, make it sound human, make it sound good. That's, that's how you use it to increase your speed. Looking at the quality sort of things, my personal, my personal favorite use for ChatGPT has been turning it into like my sort of private copy coach reviewer sort of thing. Ah. Uh, I've put in a lot of time into sort of designing these big, long chunk prompts that say, okay, break down this copy line by line, rate each line, give me like the pros, the cons, what the reaction could be as a reader, as a prospect, any sort of things like that. Just give it a nice, huge breakdown, rate the copy from one to 10, that sort of thing. That in its current form is, I think, the greatest use of ChatGPT, just I to make sure you're doing everything well. Yeah, because I, you know, my understanding, or at least what you know, I use ChatGPT, but I haven't done the comparison to like Grammarly and stuff. But my yeah. understanding is is that it's actually better, you know, yeah, at picking things up and stuff and finding the errors and whatnot. And then I, you know, what you mentioned with prompts, one of the things that people don't realize, I think. It takes prompts, but those prompts can be uh, permanently put in so that you can choose them later. Yeah, exactly. And that is really important because, like, say, as an agency, uh, we've pretty much, you know, like all of our employees use it. You know, they all have individual accounts and stuff, and we've we've taught them that this is an assistant for certain things. But we will write permanent prompts for things, whether it's content or design or things, you know, that we wanted to be able to do on a regular basis and. Like I say, that's one of the time-saving things that you can do. You know, you mentioned a couple of times, like, um, you know, email copy and whatnot. You know, like, we've got it so it can write a good, you know, decent sales email, but we've written a prompt that we use permanently, and we've given exactly. it out to multiple, like, salespeople and said, look, you know, this is, this is to help you be able to write these things a bit faster and whatnot, and then you make your adjustments to it. Okay, you'll get what you need. Yeah. But know that, you know, it's not necessarily your finished product. Then you you need to go ahead and be willing to edit and personalize and stuff like that. But we're going to take a little bit of that thought out of it, you know, in the sense of you you can get at least beyond the what do I even write to begin with? You know, the exactly. writer, essentially, you know, a writer's block, you know, yeah. for it. Um, same thing. It's also really good at, you know, generating ideas and such, you know, if you really need to. Um, but you've got to still be willing to prompt because what I, one of the things I've seen, if you try to generate kind of like questions and things like that, it has a tendency to repeat itself. If, if you don't give it enough of an input, it will give you like, if you tell it to generate, you know, ask it to generate 10 questions on 
you know, whatever subject, it's going to give you 10 questions back, no problem. But if you're not, if you don't give it enough room on the subject, you know, to work with, it will give you basically 10 different ways to ask the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what are some of the ways like, you know, as a copywriter, what kind of copy are you able to write, you know, or have been using it to help you as an, as that assistant to be able to, um, you know, do like I've used it, you know, I'm not a copywriter, but I've used it to even write um, like simple contracts and stuff like that, you know, because that kind of stuff it's actually pretty good at, you know, as yeah. long as you're descriptive. So how are you using it? You know, what kind of copy have you been able to write with it? I think just because of what clients and prospects I've been working with, I've really only been able to use it with like website rewrites and email campaigns. But the super, the super nice part about ChatGPT is you can use it for any sort of copy, any sort of writing you want, right? You don't have to be writing a certain kind of copy to say, rate this copy from a scale of one to 10. What can I improve? What did I do well? How can I improve this? How can I improve that? What does this sentence fit? Would this sentence be better? That's independent of the kind of copy. So because of my use cases, I've just been using it on email campaigns and websites, and it's been very, very effective and useful and sped me up crazy, crazy amounts, but you can use it for anything you want. Okay. So let's, you know, let's talk, you know, you mentioned email and stuff, and I would also extend it to like landing pages and whatnot, because, you know, anything that's like, you know, sort of a, a very short form type of copy, you know, like that. Exactly. Um, how... It, Using it, what advantages does it bring if you're using it versus, you know, just trying to write it on your own besides speed? Um, I think it also comes, definitely speed is the biggest one, but I think outside of speed, it is the general quality and yeah, I just say the quality. If you can use an AI machine learning language model to tell you what works, what sounds good, does this flow, does this sentence work here, would this be better, is this shorter, it can shorten things down, it can expand on things, it can add a friendly tone, it can make it a more professional tone. That, that yeah. I think is, apart from speed, the greatest thing you can do with it. Now, one thing though, so I know, um, like Facebook is integrating their own version of AI and stuff, and they're actually putting it into their um, ad platform. You know, and okay. So we talk email and landing pages, and one of the things that you can use, you know, chat because you can do more, more variations. You know, a exactly. lot of advertising is about um, variations on copy to see which ones get a better response, and uh, something like chat can be used to create those variations. You know, so for example, um, you know, you end up writing an original piece. You don't use chat or anything to do it. And it's, you know, maybe an entire landing page, but then you can take that landing page or that email copy or whatever. You can put it into chat and then ask it to write variations and give it specific instructions on how you want it varied, you know, exactly. so that it, it sees your overall intent. But then like I say with ad copy and stuff, we're often, you know, I'm running two ads against each other. I've got, you know, each is got some intent that's different you know if it's in the language and whatnot i could be you know it could be quite a bit different but if i'm still trying to sell the exact same thing it's like how do i say it differently and often and we can struggle with how do you vary it whereas a you know you give it chat and you say i want to be able to do this you know you can get those variations a lot faster so it goes back to the speed part that's going to help you 
but it's a uh, it's interesting. I heard um, there was a person from Facebook that was talking at a conference, and they were talking about how they're integrating it, they're testing it, and they were able to come up with something like fifty thousand ad variations because of AI. Oh wow! Something that they would never be able to do. You know, yeah. if they even if you had a whole army of people, you know, working to come up with those variations, yeah. You know, and so to be able to do that kind of stuff, yeah, you know, and really take your testing, and that goes with the email copy. You know, if yeah. you could, you could have a list of a thousand people and say, I'm going to send them all a different email. Okay, I have the same intent behind each email. I want them to go you know, to this page or whatever, but I'm going to break it up and I'm going to send 10 different emails each to a hundred people and I can test 10 variations. Well, that takes a lot of time to come up with all those variations, a lot exactly, of thought yeah. into it. Yeah. You know? So I think yeah. that's one of the areas where it really helps. It's not just for an individual. It's about, you know, being able to test different variations on whether it's a landing page, whether it's email, you know, it doesn't, you know, even if you were using, you know, text within a Facebook ad or a programmatic or say on TikTok or something. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of possibility on that side. Um, you know, you've already talked a little bit about speed, you know, as far as team productivity, but let's give it like some estimates. Like, okay, if you were writing a landing page right now, you know, just to give people like a like real world example in a sense, you know, um, if you had to write a page for a client from scratch, you know, that was a landing page. You've got, you're going to have advertising copy and they're going to hit this page. How long would it take you know, a copywriter to put that together just as an average. And then how long, if you have chat assisting you, because, you know, to do the same exact task, because the idea is, you know, what is the savings behind it? You know, how much time, how much faster is it for you? Because you're a copywriter, but you're one that wants to be able to use it. You, you know, it is assisting you. What's the difference? I think obviously it would depend on the client, but on average, I'd say depending on how much research on either the prospect or both the prospect and their target market I did before reaching out and before sealing the deal sort of thing, I'd say just from a research point of view, from a research standpoint, seeing who I need to talk to, what their pains are, what their desires are, make sure I know exactly what I need to say to get a certain response from the target market. I'd say purely research, probably anywhere between like five to 10 hours just to make it extremely, extremely effective. Obviously it depends, but then from there, actual writing of the landing page and making it look all nice and make sure it all flows and stuff like that, probably no more than like two or three. So I give it a rough estimate of about eight to 12 hours without chat. With chat, obviously the research is infinitely more important chat is only as good as the prompt and the information you give it, at least yeah. for right now. So research would probably stay the same, if not increase a little bit more when it comes to actually writing and making it all sound good and look good and all that, that would probably be shortened to maybe an hour at most just because chat wow. designs the whole thing, writes the whole thing in what, 30 seconds, maybe max. Yeah. And then exactly. from there, it's just sort of editing and revising to making it sound more human. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want this to add more curiosity. I want this to be a stronger CTA. I want this and want that. So I'd say go from 12 hours to maybe eight or seven. 
So let, let me ask you this though, because you know you're writing the prompt and everything, you're doing the research on it, but um, chat is of course always pulling from sources. You know, it's like it's yeah, it's it has places you know that it's getting this information and stuff. So is the research side still as necessary, or is there any way you know because you're you're writing the prompt that's based on your research, yeah, you mm -hmm. but. Is there any time savings that you could see potentially in there? You know, because it sounds like the research side of it is mostly so you can get your prompt really accurate, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the the focus of the research would change depending on if I'm writing it by hand versus writing it with chat, because obviously, like you said, chat pulls from all these sources, and I think with chat for it has an internet api so it can just search for you so that would increase speed dramatically but i think if i'm writing with chat i would focus less on okay here's my target market here are the things that they're interested in and do more in-depth research into the actual language the target market uses to describe their problems because I don't think chat will be able to do that. I've used chat for my research. I've said, here's my target market. What are their pains? What are their desires? But you actually need to have very, very in-depth research to say, what language is the target market using hmm. so I can speak directly to them sort of thing. Okay. So I think so, the focus of the research changes. Okay, because chat can help you do some of the research. But, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that can that part can speed you up, but there's going to be some more in-depth things, you know, about that research that it can be one of the sources you're using, but it can't replace all of the sources. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That that makes total you know total sense because you know, and the research is you know it's what you're basing everything on. So the the potential for it to speed things up is actually there on the research side, but it's not going to be you know totally uh, you know it's not all encompassing you it's exactly like you know you might be able to shave a few hours off or something like that just because there's certain things it's going to have access to that it can spit back at you but there's some of it you're going to have to go find for yourself and so and partly because of how it's potentially providing you the information there's going to be key points that it may not have you know within there and you would know that it didn't have it necessarily because you know you you don't know what's missing essentially Exactly. Yeah. 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 You've got to, if you look it up for yourself, you would know, but until that happens. So, so the, the takeaway is don't be reliant upon, you you know, on chat or any other AI related system, you know, for all of your research or anything when you're putting, you know, putting it together. Exactly. Exactly. Again, tool in the tool belt. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, you know, in your workflows. Okay. You know, you've got, you know, I guess, you know, as a copywriter, you know, and this kind of applies to a lot of different um, positions. Like I said, we use it in our agency throughout. So depending on, you know, what you do, like I use it maybe a couple of times a week, you know, something like that. You know, it just depends on what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, but what does it look like from your end? You know, because this would apply to people that, um, like I've got designers on staff, right. And yeah. we've, you know, had to combine it with, you know, a, another system, but it's able to help us, you know, in that day to day. So how has your workflow changed, 
you know, and how you're just accomplishing things, you know, because it's it's different for you. You've sped up, so you're able to handle more work. You know, technically, you can take on more clients and everything. But what does it look like? You know, and how do you, so? How do you incorporate it into your actual workflow? And not just for something, you know, for your kind of a position. What could you? What would you advise for even people that are using it, kind of, you know, more as an assistant, not as a, a writing. You know, I'm not a copywriter, but I can still make use of it this way, this way, this way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the biggest application I've had personally is just, again, as my personal reviewer. Uh, Before that, I would have to submit it to either my brother, who is a copywriter, some friends, some copywriter friends, just to say, hey, does this make sense? Does this flow? I'd have to read through it out loud four, five, six times just to make sure I liked exactly how it sounded. But after I sort of figured out how to prompt chat to do essentially all of that for me in a matter of seconds and just give me sort of written reports, ratings, what can I do better? What did I do well? That sort of thing. I think the first and most notable application was like my, my personal copy coach that I just had on hand all the time. I didn't have to wait for someone to be available. So I could call them and read them some sales page that I made. I could just always have that near me sort of thing. And I think turning to people, even when it's not in copywriting, if businesses want to start implementing chat into their workflows, into their, whatever they do, their daily lives, their weekly lives, whatever, the first step by far has to just be, give your employees time to just play around with it, right? Experimentation is really like the only true way to learn how to use this thing. Just give them time to see, okay, what are the limitations of what it can do? Establish some expectations of what it produces. Okay. It does this very well. How does this prompt work? What do these words elicit? Just that sort of thing. Let them sort of design their own prompts on their own for what each employee needs to do. And then after a while of individual experimentation to see, okay, I was able to use chat to speed this part up wasn't super good at doing this. It was well, did well at doing this. Then let all the employees come together, compare their prompts, maybe establish the permanent ones like you talked about for just yeah. general office things, maybe assistant things, maybe write Chrome extensions to do this. But the first step is it has to be experimentation. Hmm. Yeah, that's because everybody's going to use it differently. You know, exactly. so yeah, you definitely, um, there is a little bit of a learning curve only because it's not hard to talk to the thing. It's the learning curve is in writing the prompts. Exactly. You yeah. Know, you've, there's a little bit of work and you do have to put some thought into it. That's why it's really important that if you are going to be using any kind of a prompt, you know, the same essential prompt, you know, multiple times, you want to be able to save it, you know, so have it as available in the system and then you can always edit the prompt, you know, for whatever the specific purpose is but there is a lot there's also um a lot of tools do you know um so chat has got there's a lot of stuff that's been put out there do you have any go-to resources you know for prompts or anything like that because a lot of people have been putting them out you know for um you know other people to basically copy and use use for themselves yeah i think the the most i've done has been the occasional scroll through twitter and Okay, this guy, AI expert, okay, doubtful, but 
okay, these are some nice looking prompts to do a cool thing. Might as well try it out. But I think the the most helpful thing for me personally has just been personal experimentation. I can take I can take inspiration for prompts from all these Twitter AI gurus, but I've never sort of actually looked for them. I've just taken inspiration where I found it. And if I see another use case for AI in my personal life or someone tells me about it, I just sort of go home, pull up the computer and just start writing my own prompts, see what happens. Yeah, there are some online resources and stuff. Um, you know, if you look it up, the easiest thing is, is just look up chat GPT prompts. There are exactly. sites out there that are all over the place that where people have been putting them out for different uses. It's, um, you know, it's an ever evolving landscape, you know, so there's more things as people experiment because there's so many people that have like jumped on board with not just using it, but helping other people learn how to you know, how to use it themselves. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really, you know, incredible. Um, you know, if you're going to get in, you know, start using it, um, you know, besides, yes, it's experimentation and stuff. You know, I, I guess, you know, what are the pros and cons that you see, you know, for chat GPT? Like, you know, what, what are you, why would you use it? But also why would you stay away from it? You know, um, what, what does it look like on both ends for you? I think, Starting, I'll start with the cons just okay. to just get the negative stuff out of the way. We'd like to end on a positive note, right? Yeah. I think the biggest danger by far is sort of what I mentioned before, which is people view ChatGPT as a miracle product and an excuse to turn their brain off huh. and to stop working and just say, I can tell this computer to write me this thing and I'll suddenly be a millionaire. So if, if your employees or yourself or whoever thinks that they will be able to use ChatGPT to do all of the work for them and view it as a solution instead of a tool, that is going to chop them at the knees and they're going to shoot themselves in the foot, at yeah. least for right now, right? Mm -hmm. But that is by far the biggest danger. But the reason I am such a such a proponent of it is because I, I'd argue that this applies to life in general, but especially in the business world, everything is hyper competitive, right? That's, that's how capitalism works. Yeah. And if you or your business is not fast enough or willing to adapt fast enough to a changing landscape, like we have right now, AI, AI changed the landscape and it's here to stay, right? Yeah. And if you are not willing to adapt or not fast enough to adapt, you are going to get trampled by the people who decide, okay, AI is a new technology. This is yeah. fantastic. Cool. I'm going to implement this. And again, if you don't do that, you're going to get trampled, right? Yeah. The only, there's a reason why 10 year olds today know what <laughs> Netflix is and not Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. because Blockbuster was not fast enough. They said, oh yeah, streaming, we'll get to that eventually. You know, it's, it's never going to make it. Mm -hmm. And Netflix left in the dust. So yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That you're right about that. And there's a lot of businesses that are adopting it. Like I say, we're, we consider ourselves kind of an early adopter. You know, as soon as it came out, we started trying to figure it out and said, Hey, this is really going to make a difference. And it feels like almost that it's been around forever now, but in truth, it was, it, you know, the, the point where it really started getting announced to the world was only like nine months ago or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, <laughs> and yet businesses, you know, have had to adopt it. You know, if they don't, they're losing out. But I've talked to a number of different types of companies, not just, you know, other agencies that, you know, they've, um, have totally adopted it. You know, I've talked to, or I heard one of, uh, a, a, uh, like real estate agency, like a really early adopter and stuff. And they started writing, you know, all their social media posts and stuff with it oh, because, wow. because of the fact that, and it was doing such a good job. Now somebody's trained, obviously that does it. Cause I think that's yeah. always the missing thing is, is that whether you, it's something, whether the job is something you do or not, you don't have to be a trained expert you know, in any particular field to use chat. But what you do need to do is you, you have to have a bit of common sense. You have to understand how the prompts work, you know, to be able to do it. Um, and you can write really well, you know, potentially, but if you, but if you are a lousy writer to begin with, you know, it doesn't exactly. necessarily fix those problems. So, yeah. you know, because you have to contribute, you can't just, don't take it at face value just because it spits something back. You've got to be willing to either, you know, and, and I found this to be the case, you know, you can write additional prompts, you know, so it spits something back and you give it additional instructions to make changes. Well, depending on what you're trying to write, it's often faster to just make the changes yourself anyway. Yeah, by exactly. the time I write yeah. the prompt, I'm telling it what I want changed. I could have just changed it. And so that's why it's a great assistant, though. You know, it can do some of that initial legwork for you and some of the, um, especially if you're writing any kind of longer copy or blog posts or stuff, but you got to be yeah. willing to go in, make adjustments for it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any last thoughts on chat, you know, and where it's going to go in the future or anything like that? I think just a message of I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds. I'm excited to see what the, what the magical algorithms can do, but in the meantime, experiment, have fun with it. Don't treat it as a miracle product and understand that the people who are willing to adapt and use AI as a tool are always going to beat the ones who do not. So that's, and, my, that's my final thought. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's not ready to take over the world yet. So don't exactly. worry about it yet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Luke, how would people get a hold of you? Uh, they can go to my website at arbordigital.co or they can just email me directly at luke at arbordigital.co and I will be happy to, to set up a consultation appointment, answer some questions, do some do some work for him. Happy to do it. Yeah, Luke is an expert content writer, um, and that's what his agency focuses on. So I'm Cash Miller. I'm the CEO of Titan Digital.